the Phoenix Sports Podcast. It's me, it's your girl. DJ Mackie P. Michaela Perkins. And the one, the only, Sean DePaz. We got Bubble Shane back in the cut. He left us last week. It's been a minute since we've had all three of us do this. I know. Like over a month, I feel like. The gang's all back together. What is popping? Here we go. That's just a baby laugh. I don't know what that turned into. Help me. Oh, help. Oh, boy. This is going to be one of those episodes. Um, <laughs> I'm still currently retweeting everything that is happening right now, so I'm a little distracted. So, Sean, tell the people what, what is happening. <laughs> what, what is that? Where what is, is that going on from? right now? I hear, is that a baby oh, crying? I don't know. Sorry. I don't know. I'm, so, I'm so, so confused. I'm just, I'm, I, 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 I got to get out of here. <laughs> okay. Help me. Away, but we'll All right. What were you saying, Mac? I don't know. It's just going to be one of those shows. Yeah, I don't know. What's Welcome up to our to fan, in the com- fam, fam in the comments? Chris, Charles, Zona Tucson, Ryan, Hey Squad, let's get it. Dom Dom. I feel like I was like rapping there. Like, you just said no hey out of context. Hey Squad, let's get it. I don't okay, know. I Russell don't know. Wilson, I don't know. All right. I finished. TPSP hey Squad, let's, let's ride. ride. <laughs> TPSP Friday Squad, let's ride. Let's ride. He has a new saying now. I don't know if you saw it, but he ended his press conference this morning with okay. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Oh, yeah. It used to be Go Hawks. Mr. So Unlimited. Awkward. What a loser. Um, what even happened this week? Did we have a good week? I feel like this week went by so fast. I don't know. What have, what did we do this week? I mean, well, we had some pretty good things happen. I bet we're going to talk about in the show, at least. Well, I mean, like, in our personal lives. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I like I, to, no, I like I to had talk re- to the people. I had know? a really nice dinner last night with the Coyotes crew. That was really fun. Oh, cute. Um, a little team dinner? Yeah, a little team dinner. But uh, outside for of the that, invite. it was for the Coyotes crew. Am um, I not somewhat a part of the Coyotes no, crew? No, you're not. We did an entire NHL draft together and suffered through that. Okay. Shane's not a part of the Coyote crew either. Well, I see how it is. It's fine. Shane and I are going to go get dinner after this, and you're not invited. Shane did not know about this. No, no we're not. <laughs> uh, ready? Well, Shane okay. was forced to go to dinner with Mac. Against one, two, three. Boom, switch. All right. Well, we've got a great show <laughs> planned for you guys today. We're talking all things Buda Baker, Arizona Cardinals, Cards Training Camp. We're getting into the... MLB trade deadline and the fact that the Arizona Diamondbacks are doing nothing so far yeah. as of now. Yeah. Um, oh, CWP just saw me a circle. Okay, let's go. And a little Arizona Coyotes talk because yeah, yeah. Uh, the desert just got a whole lot cooler. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> All right. But before we get into that. That was a baby Google, too. <laughs> um, before we get into that, I don't know if you guys know this, but the fact that I am here and alive is a miracle. Because I can't feed myself. Oh, I don't know oh, how to okay. cook. I was like, what are we, are we, get, are we, gonna, are we getting sick again for going out every, every no, night? No, I can't cook to save a life. Yeah, I don't know how to make anything. I don't know how to use the oven. What I don't are the few things that we've it. bonded over? Our inability to like take yeah. care of ourselves as adults. We don't know how we're functioning adults, but we are alive. And so I am alive and I am brought to you by Factor Meal Kits because <laughs> Factor Meal Kits are the only thing that are keeping me alive at this point in time. This is actually crazy. So Factor is a sponsor of PHNX, but I was eating Factor before they became a sponsor of PHNX, and I recommended them to you. That is true. Shane was also eating them, but yeah, you took the extra step of sending me your, your promo code, little promo which code. got both of us some free Factor. So this um, is a testament that like we actually do eat and love Factor. It is guys. crazy, right? Like I, I feel like I say this all the time. You know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that get paid to talk about these brands, and they just talk about these brands. Yeah. But like we've been We've been doing all this. We've been rocking with before. Factor. We we were all three of us were eating Factor well in advance of this yeah. even being a topic of conversation. It is literally the best ready to eat meal kit 
ever. They deliver the box to your door so you don't have to go grocery shopping, which is big for me because I never have time to go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. They come pre-made and pre-packaged. So all you have to do is poke a little couple holes in the film and stick that shit in the microwave for two minutes. (laughs) Just two minutes. And then you... If you're like me because you're lazy, you don't even put it on a plate. You just eat it right out of the container so you can just throw the container away. Oh, yeah. And you don't Why have you to put do it dishes. On a plate? That's a waste of time. I use plastic silverware. It's like terrible. we're not What are we doing here? It's so bad. Like, it's this. so embarrassing, you guys. This uh, is like a window into my life and the fact that I just am not a functioning adult and I can't take care of myself. But the meals are so good. Like they're actually delicious. I was a little skeptical skeptical because I was like, I don't know if this is gonna taste good. Like I'm a little weary of this. No. They slap. They are such good meals. And they also have vegan options, mm-hmm. keto options, like anything you need for your diet. They've got it. The smoothies. The smoothies. The Bro, because when, when we were ordering them, full disclosure, when, like when we were ordering them, I wasn't getting the smoothies. I didn't know about the smoothies. They sent us some smoothies and uh, I forgot mine today, but I've been drinking them for, like for lunch basically every day this week. And yeah. Plant based. Smoothies go crazy. Bomb. The tropical smoothie bomb. If you want to get in on this factor action, all you have to do is head to factormeals.com slash PHNX50 and use code PHNX50 to get 50% off your order. Again, that's code PHNX50 at factormeals.com slash PHNX50 to get 50% off. All right. Uh, let's get into some Cardinals. Let's do it. You want to do it? Want to talk some football? I guess. It's right on the corner, man. I know. Isn't that crazy? That I mean, it's here, here? really. Tra- training yeah. camp's here. It um, is football season. It is. And more importantly than training camp being here, a uh, certain safety is also here. Certain safety has secured the bag. Secured the bag. You uh, got the, that money. The one and only Buda Baker. Um Got a raise. Got a raise. You got a raise. Not an extension. You got a raise. Um, as you see here, Ian Rappaport saying uh, two point four million dollars in bonuses and incentives, including a three hundred thousand dollars signing bonus. What was that number? Which part? The two point four million or like, the three hundred? What did I say? Three hundred and a thousand. Three three hundred thousand. Three hundred k signing bonus. He also received a raise for next season. Um, AZ's leader is back. Which, uh, yeah, That's AZ's leader is back. Um, so free agent after next season, right? Um, but, yeah, he's an yeah. unrestricted free agent in 2025. Yep. And obviously there was, he had requested a trade earlier this year. Um, you know, there's kind of a dispute over a contract extension, him wanting to be paid what he deserves, mm-hmm. um, or at least As what he, he thinks he deserves. As um, he absolutely. And it appears he's done that. Um, so, I mean, I guess just what, what's your initial reaction to seeing that Buddha is back and staying in the Valley for at least two more years? I mean, well, first of all, uh, when it was confirmed that he got a raise, I was stoked. I yeah. was honestly like, whatever it takes to keep Buddha happy in here in the Valley, like do it. I think we had a podcast a couple weeks ago where I was like, I don't understand like what the holdup here is. Like mm-hmm. he is one of the most talented safeties in the NFL. He is also probably one of the best character guys to have in a locker room. His leadership skills are unmatched. He will outwork anybody and anyone on the field. So like, hello, knock, 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 like Monty Austin for What are we doing here? Like, let's just keep Buddha, like keep Buddha happy, give Buddha whatever he wants. Like, it's not like he hasn't earned it. And so when I saw that they did, so, we, they worked something out with him. I was so stoked. I was so relieved. I did have to reread that tweet though, because I was like a raise. Yeah. Like, no, I, it definitely was. I was like, am I reading this right? Like, I've, I don't think I've ever heard of someone getting a raise in the NFL. 
because to me it's either like a contract extension or nothing so yeah, no, and i know that might just be like my ignorance but i was so, i had to reread it i was like a raise like they can do that like they could just give player raises like yeah. what no and i mean I, at the very least you don't really hear it phrased like that like usually i mean you hear guys restructuring their contracts but it's usually to take less money or move money around type thing yeah um but yeah it would definitely that part of it definitely definitely caught me a little off guard um but i mean I'm just happy that he's back. Like, yeah. I'm just happy that he, he's going to be here because I'm happy he's happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like this. I, I mean, obviously, this is a team with a lot of new faces, a lot of young guys, a lot of guys in very important years. Um, but to ha- so to have that kind of leadership, yeah. especially in this this new regime, trying to kind of change this culture. Um, everyone loves Buddha and he, he's just a, a great leader a great football player a great person and so I, I think it's super important for this team that's trying to develop even if they're not like reality is, is these next two years they're, they're not winning a super bowl with buda baker like they're not really trying that's not really their goal right now um but they still recognize his value to hopefully achieving that goal at some point in the future um and they, i mean it doesn't eliminate the chances of him being here past his contract expiring obviously um yeah so i'm just, yeah i'm just thrilled that he's back yeah absolutely i definitely agree um he also appears to be happy yeah. that he's back. He ha- posted a video on his personal social media accounts earlier this week that had everyone talking because we you know we all had that information of him like requesting a trade, like not getting the money he wants. So we all thought, well, maybe he's like still upset with the organization and the team. But the video that he posted uh, says otherwise. Nope. <laughs> oh, boot a video. My bad. Well, awkward. <laughs> We, we have, have it, the video. But I Shane's gonna Shane's gonna import it while we wait. Um, but the video was like very pro Cardinals, and I was like, "Is he okay? Like, is did something happen that we just don't know about?" I was a little like confused about his like optimism and cheeriness within the video. Um, so I was a little caught off guard. I don't think I was expecting him to be like as chipper as he was. No, yeah, here we go. Hit now we got the video. Hey, man. All I want to know is, are y'all fucking ready, man? Go cards. He ended it with a go cards. Fucking ready. Go cards. So my question for you is, do you think that this is the day? Because I think it came down on Monday, Monday, Monday or Tuesday earlier this week, um, and we didn't find out about the raise until yesterday. Do you think that this is when he found out about his raise and he was stoked and he was like, you know what? Let's just let bygones be bygones. I'm going to hop on my IG and I'm going to yeah. be super stoked about being a Cardinal and like, let's just get it. Yeah. I mean, maybe it wasn't like the final definitive word, but it definitely seems like he had a uh, reason to feel that something was they're figuring that out. I, yeah. I don't think it ever really seemed like he obviously he requested a trade, but it was never so much that he didn't want to be a part of the organization. It was more that he just didn't feel like he was being respected by the organization right? Um, or his value wasn't being met. So, like, I think he's clearly like thrilled to be back here. And yeah, I mean, I think this is probably I think you're seeing a man that is happy that the organization that he wants to be a part of wants him to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, at the, at the very least, that definitely seems like a moment where he he something changed as far as this this whole kind of situation went. Yeah, he either caught wind of something coming down the pipeline, or that was when he was notified by like his agent that he was in fact mm-hmm. getting the money that he was asking for. At least in my opinion, obviously I don't know and I can't confirm or deny when Buddha found out, but it just seems like to me after like the rocky 
weird time the off season of him you know not necessarily being the happiest with the organization mm -hmm. to just like switch it up like that yeah i feel that's an indication of him like knowing that things were going his way um but that's just my opinion because also the same thing happened if you remember this off season with yandre hopkins posting on his personal True. social media about yeah. like i'm in the valley who i don't know who said, who said i didn't want to be yeah. here yep. and, and then he gets traded like a, what a week after that least, yeah yeah so i mean I, he had to have known that something was happening and so he was like i want to end on good terms with like cardinals fans in the valley so i'm just gonna be like you know what i'm in the valley who says i didn't want to be in the valley <laughs> and then he gets released like a week later yeah so i have a conspiracy theory that <laughs> the cardinals players are finding things out well in advance of us which i think they should obviously yeah, right? um because there's nothing worse than being like chris paul and flying finding on a plane and yeah, finding out yeah. and get traded um but yeah i have a conspiracy theory that these players are um finding out and then using their social media to their <laughs> advantage but you know that's just me <laughs> is it it's it's, not yeah, you gotta to use though. what tools you have at your disposal right social that's what media i'm is saying a big one for the players i do want to ask you this though so considering that buddha is going to be a unrestricted free agent in 2025 which is just around the corner mm -hmm. which is also mental to think about um do you think it was the right move to give him a raise instead of a contract extension mental um yeah i mean i i've think so i think for i mean from a manager perspective it's good like you keep him happy you keep him not requesting a trade and on the field uh and you also aren't tied into a any kind of long-term deal with a, a corner or a defensive back who's going to be 29 i believe when his his contract expires um yeah, he's 27 right now but yeah so i i think from a manager's perspective it's it's awesome um as long as booty's here for the next two years that's and you, the door is still open to extend him. I think, you know, if you always want the team to be in a position to succeed yeah. and government, anything goes wrong with Buddha or he falls off a cliff, anything like that. You don't want to be <laughs> okay. No, I meant talent wise, not <laughs> literally fall off a cliff, Michaela. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, knock on wood right now. <laughs> I was talking. You knew what I meant. Anyways, um, what are we doing here? Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good that they aren't going to be tied into a player that could potentially, you know, any number of things could go wrong. Um, and he's happy. So, like I said, yeah. the, the door for him to be extended is still very much open. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I didn't really understand the raise at first mm -hmm. because I was like, just give him a contract. Like, what? Like, what? I, there's this, there's a, the, to me, this feels like a one foot in, one foot out of the door type of mentality from like the Cardinals, like front office perspective. It's like, well, we really like you and we want to make you happy. So here's a raise, <laughs> but we're also not ready to commit like long term to you. It feels like the Cardinals are in a situation ship with Buddha instead of like a committed relationship. They're in like a situation ship. And so. I was initially in the boat of why did we just not give him a contract extension? Like he's done anything and everything to deserve yeah. it. The talent on the field and off the field have warranted an extension in my opinion. And so now I kind of feel like the Cardinals are like kind of like half in half out with Buddha. And instead of like a committed relationship, they're in a situation ship, which I mean, works better for the Cardinals front office for sure, because they have more mobility now <laughs> with, um, you know, not being locked into like a certain amount and 
for a certain amount of time and they, you know, they can manipulate the situation to their advantage if they need mm -hmm. to when it comes to like adding more players or. Yeah, they have more know. flexibility. They're going to have more flexibility at a, at a time when they're closer to winning. Yeah, absolutely. Anything. So from the Cardinals side, it makes sense. But to me, if I was Buddha and maybe I'm just crazy, I would look at that and I'd be like, OK, so you will give me money, but you won't give me a contract, too. I don't know. That's just me. I could be wrong. Am I wrong? I mean, <laughs> he seems happy. So I, I don't know. He could feel some kind of way about it behind the scenes. But yeah. as long as everything is on the up and up publicly and, you know, everything's good in the club or the locker room, like, I'm good. Yeah. Well, another layer to the situation that made me kind of think about it in a different perspective is yesterday during Cardinals training camp, Jonathan Gannon was obviously asked about this news because it broke yesterday. And the things that he said about Buddha made me kind of reinforce my feelings of, I think he's worthy of a contract extension, but I'll let you listen to Jonathan and tell me what you think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I cut my teeth coaching the secondary. You know what I mean? You just appreciate good good players. And and what's cool about it is is I think good players come in, you know, all shapes and sizes and different play styles. And, how, and it's kind of like when you say, well, who does this guy remind you of or who's the best guys you've been around? You know, how does he fit into those guys? This guy, he's just a unique player. He's got a unique skill set and um, he does some really good things. But uh, there's a couple guys, I'm, I don't compare people, but there's a couple guys that have been, uh, you know, the cream of the crop that he does remind me of. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a joy to see any of our guys when you turn on a tape, play with effort and enthusiasm, make plays and have fun and, you know, talk a little noise to the other side it's it's good to see that the cream of the crop i feel like that whole monologue and the hand motions <laughs> were very complimentary of buddha and so if any if everyone can see it including this new head coach that was just brought in who hasn't even had a snap to coach buddha yet in a in a real game like a game that counts situation <laughs> yeah, yeah. why would you not give him an extension yeah, i mean not <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I obviously he's amazing, but you know, as far as the coach is concerned, like coach is only going to say good things about his players. He's happy to have a, a talented player on his roster, and he, that's all he can control. He's yeah. here for two years. I mean, Jonathan Gannon knows how this how's this go, how this goes. If he, if they win two games over the next two years, he might not have a job the next year. So, yeah. like, he, all he can really control is the right now and be very focused on the present. Yeah. Um, and as far as he, as far as he's concerned, he's got a super talented player, probably the best safety in the league in his, on his roster for the next two years. Yeah. Um, so all he can do is, is kind of sing his praises. Yeah. And, um, I'm going to ask you too, what you think this says about the new front office and the new regime that is in control of these types of decisions for the Cardinals. But I think it's funny because the Cardinals have a history of committing too soon and then hmm. overpaying and then still being on the hook to pay people when they're not even with the team anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Looking at two very particular people, if you know, you know. <laughs> so I think it's interesting. I don't know if that like those two situations would maybe necessarily make the Cardinals like gun shy to pull the trigger because they're like, well, we're still paying two people a lot of money that aren't even in the organization <laughs> anymore. So like maybe let's just like pump the brakes a little bit. I don't know. I can't read their minds. But what do you think this says about Monty Austin Ford and his regime? Do you think this is something that 
Steve Kime would have done? Or do you think this is obviously like a very Monty Austin Fort style type of deal? Like, do you expect to see more of this from Monty? I mean, I don't know. You know, the Buddha thing was kind of a unique situation. So I don't know necessarily you're going to see more of this. I think exactly. But I mean, it seems like he did the right thing. Yeah. So to say that I expect the Kime regime to have done the same thing uh, would be lying. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the Kime regime would have done. Um, but all I know is that this seems like the right thing. And, and it just, it, I have confidence in this, this yeah. regime now. And Monty uh, as GM. And Monty as GM. Like, and even Bidwell's is just like, I don't know, listening to their GM and, and supporting them however they can. But like, I, yeah, I don't know that the kind regime would have done this because it makes a lot of sense. I, that's what I was just about to say. I <laughs> like, was like, I have no faith that if Steve uh, Kahn was still the general manager, he would have done yeah, anything right? like this. Like he would have probably pissed Buddha off even more than Buddha would have just like sat and but, not played exactly. the rest of the season or something awful because I don't have any faith yeah. that Steve Kahn would have been able to do But the nice thing is we don't have to know. We don't have to figure it out. We don't have to care. We don't have to worry that Kahn was going to screw this up some some way or screw this up in another way in the future. Yeah. As of right now, and obviously it's still a pretty small sample size. Um, but Monty seems to be doing like all the right things and staying within himself, staying within the organization, not trying to pretend that he or the organization is something that's not, or the roster is not something or something that it's not. Um, and that's really all you can ask for as, especially as a team that is in the situation this team is that's rebuilding. You need a GM to come in with a plan and to know what's good for the franchise. And it seems that's what Monty is doing as of right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just happy that Monty Austin Fort had the foresight to keep Buddha happy, whether that was giving him a raise or a contract extension and whatever he thought was appropriate. He obviously went with the raise. I'm glad that at least something was done so that we didn't have to worry about Buddha's attitude towards the organization. If he was happy, if he was unhappy, if we were going to get like passive aggressive subtweets during the season, mm -hmm. I'm just happy that Buddha's happy. Like I said before, and I'm thankful that at least Monty recognized the necessity of paying Buddha what he's worth, because I do think he's worth the money that he got in that raise. So yeah, 100%. Very happy that Buddha's happy. Um, Chris in the comments saying, I think there's way too many questions with all of the turnover and K1 to commit. Well, speaking of Kyler Murray, we got some news about him yesterday as well. The Cardinals officially announced that Kyler Murray would start training camp on the PUP. Basically, the physically unable to perform list is like a roster designation that the NFL uses for players who have football related injuries um, prior to the start of training camp. And then being on the PUP, PUP also means that the Cardinals can activate him whenever they want. Mm -hmm. And it's less restrictive than the IL is where you have to, um, you know, wait a certain amount of time to designate someone to return or whatever um, those types of rules regarding the IL are. And he was also spotted at training camp. He was on the sidelines there yesterday, um, just talking with some coaches, hanging out, Doing all the, all the things that a quarterback would do. I think, is he talking? Who's he talking to there? I can't say like Hollywood. Is it Hollywood? Yeah. yeah. Talking to his buddy Hollywood. But he was in the building. He was present. Even though he's on the PUP, he was um, participating in a way of showing his presence, <laughs> which I'm happy to see, right? Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about this all offseason while he's been going through his rehab. Like, it, it's he's doing all he can right yeah. he's he's saying that he wants to come back he's clearly it seems from everyone that's talked about it seems like he's rehabbing his ass off and he he's there i mean he's not a stupid person right he knows what the narrative is about him and he i think he fully understands that uh, what's at stake for him right i mean they keep talking about it on cardinals we talked about it here like the season doesn't go well 
they might oh, be man. in a position to draft Caleb Williams, <laughs> right? Um, Every time we talk about Caleb Williams, people in the comments lose their I know, minds. but it's just they're, like, they're not going to do. You that. have to acknowledge that that situation so, is a reality. You also have to acknowledge that Caleb Williams is the same size as two we're talking about. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Much smaller than I realized, uh, especially when you meet him in person, uh, which we did. Bigger uh, than K, bigger than K one. Everyone's bigger than K one. Yes, but <laughs> but everyone, yeah, yes. Caleb uh, looks I just like, love the narrative that he he's like this Adonis physical freak. He's yeah. not like a six foot six he's like, like yeah. John Elway he's, type of. How, how tall is he? Six one. Yeah, like oh, it's not terrible. But he also, but he also throws the ball like Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so. yeah. Imagine me if I had the physical talent of Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and was sexier. You okay. Got Caleb Williams. Okay. All right. Um, anyways, Caleb Williams is sexy. Caleb Williams is a cute dude. He's a good looking dude. He's fine. He's a good looking dude. Anyways, you have to acknowledge Kyler. Kyler is a smart dude. He is fully aware of the the, the reality of, of what the season means for him, yeah. all of that. And I think he understands that that this new regime is a chance for him to kind of reset the narrative himself as well. And and I mean, like Kime, I think, is has been kind of talking shit about him, but is in a lot of ways doing a lot of favors because I don't think Kime is a very well liked person. So I think Kime constantly shitting on him in the pub in public, any chance he gets is making Kyler a more likable figure. Yeah, um, that's totally. At least fair. he is in my eyes. Every um, time he's on a pod, Steve Kimes on a podcast, dude, he talks about everything but how he messed up his opportunity as being a GM on the air. Really fuck Cardinals. that guy. Anyways, um, terrible. But yeah, I think Kyler knows, and so he's doing everything he can. Uh, to, to kind of reset that narrative and, and prove that he is a franchise-leading, franchise-changing quarterback. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that's all you can ask for. I right agree. Now. Obviously, him being there at training camp, just hanging out, is like the bare minimum of mm -hmm. what he can do. Um, but I'm glad that he's doing it because I agree with you. I think he knows the narrative surrounding him. I also think there might be some Cardinals influence in there. I think the team recognized that, oh, well, last season, in the offseason, he was in Texas working out, like, Obviously, I know things are different now because he's injured. So I'm sure the team was like, hey, like you're injured. Like, let's make sure you stay in Arizona this yeah. offseason and you work out in only our facilities. So, like we can keep an eye on you, make sure everything's OK. So obviously, you know, um, and that was uh, in the offseason. Obviously, now the training camp has started. Kyler does need to be there um, in some capacity. So I'm glad that he was making his presence known and his teammates saw him out there as well. Do you still think that Kyler is aiming for a week one return? Is that still realistic? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's aiming for it. Um, I don't know how realistic it is. I, I don't think it's probably the smart decision either. But I, like I said, I think he knows exactly what's at stake here. And the sooner he gets out there and is able to prove that he is of value to this franchise, the better for yeah. him. Um, so I'm sure it's definitely his goal. But I don't. I'm not banking on it. Yeah, I think Kyler's itching to get back. I think. Everything that we've heard and seen from him, both like how he's handled the offseason and the way people have talked about how he's handled the offseason, it's obvious that he wants to come back and play. I think the narrative of him being more concerned about himself and not rushing him to come back because he doesn't care is a false one and stupid. So I think I just uh, I don't know. I'm just ha I'm happy that he's out there at least. But yeah, so am I. I guess we'll see. I don't know if coming back week one is necessarily the best thing for Kyler, um, especially because they're playing the commanders in Washington and we all know what happens on that Absolutely. field. <laughs> yeah. No, I've said that before. Like uh, we talked about that not too long ago. Keep this man off of that field. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Ask RG3. Yeah. Um, right in the comments saying Steve Kime is a better understudy to Josh Brolin to star in Marvel movies featuring Thanos than he was the GM of the Cardinals. Facts. Um, yeah, that's Dude, so funny. That would be. <laughs> I didn't so think good. Thanos could get more evil, 
That's, I mean, that would yeah. be so good. Chris saying All it'll take balance. a hot minute to purge the poison from the last decade of the cards front office, the previous cards front office. Yeah, definitely agree there. I have a better joke. I have a better joke. Okay, go. Steve Kine would 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 let the Infinity Stones walk for, for nothing in free agency. <laughs> oh God. Okay. No, he would um, he would opt for a like a off ball linebacker instead I think of the Infinity Daniel Stones took a in the shot. first round of the draft. <laughs> I think Daniel took a shot at Jay Crowder, the snakes in the grass. That was Jay Crowder's tweet, right? He did the all cat yeah. snakes in the grass. Yeah. Thankfully, we're avoiding a snakes in the grass. Uh, Can tweet. I just say real quick, people who make their brand on Twitter and I not and I don't mean this in a PHNX D-backs kind of way because it's like a fun, but the people who are like every single tweet I send is all caps because I am all caps. You're a loser. You're a loser. Um, just in case anyone was wondering before we move on from Cardinals talk, Colt McCoy is taking snaps as QB1 in training camp as of right now. Um, obviously it's still very early training camp just started three days ago so we're still early in it but hey, colt mccoy is taking snaps watch your back though because the tune train is coming <laughs> choo choo all right we got there's some d-backs talk to talk about before we built, they rebuilt toontown yeah baby Disneyland. before we do that sean tell us about ogs um i mean what is there to say that i haven't said before <laughs> The reality is they're the best scratch-made gummies on the face of the planet, um, especially because they're made right here in Arizona. Um, and, I mean, they got the, the biggest problem that they have is they got a lot of different flavors, right? Like they got Too their, many good ones. Too many good ones. I mean, they're all good. But, like, right, they got their pink, summer, summertime pink lemonade flavor. They've got their creams. They've got their fruits. And, like, the creams have a bunch of different kinds within them, like orange creamsicle, peach, and cream, like all of this. And you're like, ah, I don't want to have to choose. Oh, geez, takes that. And take that problem away from you because they got the variety bags. They got, like I said, the fruits, the creams, um, all of them in one bag. Gotta love it. Um, the lineup they have of, of, of gummies is just absolutely stacked. Yeah. Um, like I said, fruits and creams assorted packs. They have their sleep edition gummies, strawberries and cream happy balance, with the THC CBD one to one ratio, um, the mini OGs, the microdose. Um, OGs, they definitely have something for you. So we highly recommend you check them out. You can check them out online at OGsBrands.com and on Instagram at OGsBrands. Uh, you can also find their products at your local dispensary. I may or may not have stopped at the dispensary last night. And what I see staring me right in the face in the display case, some OGs. I'll All pick right. some up. That's what I do. Um, so like I said, head to your local dispensary. Check them out. Um, but as always, you must be 21 or older to enjoy. There you have it. Hey, Sean, did you know that Four What's Peaks that? is the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks? I did not. Oh, yeah. Four Peaks sure is. Four Peaks is the official craft beer <laughs> of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Their rattle on red ale is mm, so good. I'm not normally a red ale girl, but for that, I will drink it because it's actually really good. And also, if you're going to a Diamondbacks game soon, head on up to their Four Peaks draft room. It's located on the suite level, down the first baseline in deep right field. Nick Castellano. (laughs) 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 Um, Also, I don't know if you guys know this, but we have two more Diamondbacks takeovers events to close out the season. We've got one coming up on September 12th. Wait, is next month August? August 12th. What are we doing? July, August. Yeah. August is what? next. Yes. Okay. August 12th is the next one. <laughs> and then we have another one in September. So if you want to come to one of those takeovers, which I highly recommend you do because they're super fun, you can head on over to the at PHNX underscore DBAX Twitter to stay up to date with all of our DBAX takeover news. 
And to get tickets, make sure you check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub on Instagram to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Your girl is cracking open a nice hazy IPA after the show. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. I can't believe you just embarrassed yourself in front of your mom like that. <laughs> I embarrass myself in front of my mom all the time. <laughs> Listen, enough. I have this thing. I don't know my left from my right. <sighs> and I also have to sing the month song to know which month comes next. Like, I don't know it just like off my off the dome. I feel like I've had this conversation with you before. Uh, you don't have to admit those things. <laughs> I'm very open, you know, like I am a hot mess and I like to share my hot mess express for the rest of the world. <laughs> I don't care if you all I mean, think I'm off. done. No, you think yeah, I'm go done. Off. Absolutely. I, resp- I respect it. Um, <laughs> very open. Speaking of hot messes. Yeah. Oh, holy cow. We got a hot mess express down the road. Arizona Diamondbacks kind of suck at baseball right now. They do. They um, sure do. <laughs> And, and that's a, they got the best team okay, relax. in the American League Shane's, coming to town. Relax. Shane's <laughs> uh, Seattle Mariners, kind of a joke of a franchise. No one really respects them. Um, I like, thank you for putting the, the sirens as I said, no one respects the, the <laughs> Seattle Mariners. But yeah, no, they have the Mariners coming in town this weekend. Um, but they suck. Um, that was the, the clown sound for how much of a clown joke the Seattle Mariners are. Um, you got another one for me? I'll spin it against the Mariners. Okay. Um, anyways, um, D-backs kind of a train wreck right now, which is a problem in its own right. It's an even bigger problem because the MLB trade deadline is fast approaching. Um, it sure is. August 1st. Yeah, oh, Tuesday. Oh, hey, look. August is next because August 1st is the trade deadline. We, uh, we're talking about baseball now, okay, not sorry, how you don't going. you can't read at a third grade level. Um, that was so mean. It wasn't, though, because you learned that stuff in first grade. Uh, August 1st is the trade deadline. August 1st, 3 p.m. Eastern. Or no, 3 p.m. our time, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, Sean, have the Diamondbacks done anything yet? No, they have not. They've sat on their ass is what they've done. Um, Which, you know, deadline's not here yet. But it's becoming a little bit more of a problem because the trade deadline kind of got a little crazy the other night. It It started heating up. Um... A couple other teams started making moves. The Dodgers have made a bunch of moves that make absolutely no sense. They've tr- uh, traded for four people, all with negative wars, uh, which means one of them is going to win the NLCS MVP uh, <laughs> because that's how the Dodgers do. Um, also, did you see Joe Kelly is going back to the Dodgers? Yeah, I did. I, Joe okay. Kelly, one of my favorite baseball players of all time. Listen, listen. I hate the Dodgers more than probably is reasonable for amount of a girl my size. Like the rage that I hold inside me for the Dodgers is undeniable. But, but <laughs> hear me out. Joe Kelly, when Dude. he did that pout to the, the Astros, he's a dog. I Iconic. love him. He was a sock. Iconic. I have a, I have a soft. I have a special place in I, my heart. The one thing that I will tolerate about the Dodgers is Joe Kelly because I think he's a savage and he's hilarious. And so I'm kind of you know I'm, you a, I'm a Joe, I'm a Joe Kelly. I have girl. a sock spot in my heart for Joe Kelly. Yeah, um, I do like him, but he hasn't really been good this year. Like I said, they traded for four players, all with negative wars. Uh, the big move really came with. Um, the Angels taking Shohei Otani off the trade market yeah. and then promptly acquiring uh, Lucas Giolito from the White Sox and another uh, bullpen arm. The uh, Angels are such a tease. They were like, ha, you all thought you had a shot at Shohei Otani. Yeah. Psych. And also, we're going to make a playoff push with trying to acquire some really great yeah. starting pitching talent. Which is kind of <laughs> dumb if you're the Angels. What? Well, it's not dumb. I understand it, but they're four and a half games back in a... In a Stacked AFA or AL wild card race. So, yeah, go off. Stacked uh, AL West, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, with two good teams in front of them, neither of which are the Seattle Mariners. Um, anyways, um, no, the Mariners are coming at them. They're coming. They're, 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 they're coming. They will not be not. I'm pro Mariner. I'm pro Julio. Anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, 
But yeah, so they did, the Angels did that. Um, and then last night, uh, this one's a slightly bigger blow to the the D-backs because they are definitely in the market for a closer. Um, one of the big closers on the market, David Robertson from the New York Mets, got traded in division to the Miami Marlins. What? Uh, first off, what are we doing? Uh, why are we trading people in division? Um, but the Marlins obviously are competing with the, the D-backs in this NL wildcard race. So that one hurts a little bit. Um, it hurts even more, like I said, the D-backs suck. Um Three and nine since they've come back from the all-star break. Been swept twice. Um, bullpen has given up a run in 18 in the last 19 games, which is why uh, a guy like David Robertson would have been really nice to acquire. Um, and the offense has not really been that great. They've really struggled with runners in scoring position. The so Mets are going to met. The Mets are going to met, yeah. Um, but here is the question that is being asked now, is especially with their recent struggles, do you think the D-backs are still going to kind of try to make moves at the deadline? What kind of moves do you think they'll make at the deadline? Or do you think they're just going to kind of stay pat? Oh, I don't think selling is on the option. Would you I, or on the table? Would you yeah. agree with that? Like, yeah, selling is off the, like off the table. They're yeah. not selling for sure. I don't. I, it's so hard to it's, read. Because, it's important to to for context. Like all the other teams in the wild card race in the NL have also sucked recently. So yeah. like they're still very much, despite not playing good baseball, they're still very much in the thick of the NL wild card race. And I think yeah. they're only four and a half games back of the Dodgers. So they're uh, technically speaking, they're, they're not still, out of it by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But listen, like they're three and nine since the All Star break. They have spectacularly shit the bed yeah. in a time where they couldn't afford to like they needed to come back from the all-star break and punch every team in the mouth that they were playing and they absolutely did not do that they were the ones that were getting punched in the mouth and i'm super frustrated because you know mike hazen said it he was like if we can finish out these two weeks before the trade deadline we're gonna be big buyers um and they didn't do that so i it's a very hard situation to read because I said this last week, I think the Diamondbacks are a little bit ahead of schedule, in my opinion, yeah. of where they were supposed to be this season. Like this season, I was very much just expecting mediocrity with a few flashes of greatness from like Corbin Carroll and Zach Gallen and stuff like that. But I don't know if Mike Hazen shares that opinion of them being ahead of schedule. If he does, I feel like they're not necessarily going to be buyers because they have time. Like, yeah, the most they have still they have a stacked farm system. They still have a lot of talent that's developing in double A, triple A, um, even in single A. Is that I think Waller's in single A still, but they've got a lot of talents that's still developing. And the timeline of them being like big time heavy hitting competitive competitors wasn't supposed to hit until 2025. Yeah. So in my opinion, I think they're a little bit ahead of schedule. And if you know me, I have been preaching this to the choir for the longest time of stay the course. Like yeah. Mike Hazen, stay the course. Like you have done an incredible job of reconstructing this roster, of reconstructing the farm system. Let's not do anything crazy and like give up all of the pieces that we've, you know, worked so hard to, to develop and to acquire and like sell the farm too soon and just push the chips in too soon. Because a lot about baseball is timing. Like there's a little bit of luck timing. Like it's so, it's such a hard sport to win because it's not a sprint. It's a marathon timing has so much to do with it you have a little bit of luck thrown in there and so i just i don't want to see hazen push the chips in too soon because that could be catastrophic yeah. like if they go too soon and they're not ready that's going to set them back even further so i don't want to see them be buyers if they're not ready and i don't think they are personally so to me if they don't do anything at the deadline i'm not going to be the most upset about it i think if anything i'm more upset that they 
flamed out so spectacularly <laughs> after starting the year so hot and getting my hopes high. But that's a personal problem. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I so first a counter to what you were saying about like the window. They also do like their best offensive player right now, or at least the most consistent offensive player right now. It's his Cattell Marte. He's in his prime and yeah. you only have two years of or this year and next year of Zach Gallon. So like the picture could look very different in two years. Um, so, I mean, and when you have an opportunity staring at you in the face, you kind of have to go for it. I I would be very disappointed if they don't do anything. I'm going to okay. say that right now. I'll be very disappointed. Um, I think they're, they're, they're kind of approach to the deadline is definitely changed by the recent struggles. Like, I think they're probably going to emphasize control more, which is why a guy like David Bednar, um, which we'll talk about in a second, is, is interesting because he got a few years of control, as opposed to a guy like David Robertson, who is a rental, right? There are a lot of guys on the trade market who are rentals, and they're, they're going to be gone after this year. Yeah. Um, and it, that obviously really changes a, a lot uh, if you're Mike Hazen. So um, I think it probably changed their approach a little bit. They're yeah. not going to be mo mo super aggressive and really with the idea that this is their this is their year it's this yeah. year or bust but i do think that they are going to try to put themselves in a position to at least reach the postseason this year yeah um, i would also be happy if they made moves before the deadline with more of like a future mentality in mind of like okay yeah. this might not like be the biggest impact now but maybe next season or two seasons from now this is going to be huge for us um and if that's like a lower like a lesser known name or whatever they think is an appropriate like future yeah. play, I'm also fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think right now control is kind of the name of the game from Mike Hazen. Yeah. Um, as far as like specifics, we haven't heard a whole lot about what the D-backs are really doing in this deadline. Uh, obviously, we heard the report not too long ago that um, they checked in on Shohei Otani, uh, which doesn't really mean a whole lot to me. Obviously, LA ended up taking him off the trade market and turned into buyers. But I mean, which I'm so glad they did it, so we didn't have to contemplate if Shohei was going to be done. Yeah, well, yeah. But like, I mean, everyone was checking in on Shohei. He's the greatest player of all time. You got to see if the Angels are giving him away for free, basically. Like, you got to yeah. ask, right? Which, with that um, front office, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but um, they didn't. Uh, the only other thing that we've really heard is is um, Gambo apparently said on his, his radio show yesterday that the D-backs are very much in on David Bednar um, and I believe Jordan Montgomery, a pitcher from the um, Cardinals. But uh, Bednar being the big one because we know that the Pirates are at the very least listening um, and they are selling. They made a trade the other day. Um, Bednar is a little different because, like I said, he has a few years of control. Yeah. Um, so if you're the Pirates, a little less inclined to give a guy like that up. Um, but... Like we mentioned, bullpen's been struggling. Um, offense has stagnated a little bit, and, and we know Mike Hazen has said previously that he wants a right-handed bat. Um, and then obviously, I think they need to still bolster the the starting lineup. Is the bullpen your top or a closer your top priority, or is it one of these kind of other position areas of need? No, I think the really? starting rotation is my okay. biggest priority. I Listen, I know, I know you guys, I know the bullpen is tragic. Trust me, I am aware. I am of the mindset that you fix the bullpen through like off-season acquisitions and your farm system. And like, I, but also <laughs> I used to be a fan of a team that spent $110 million on a bullpen that also flamed out spectacularly. So yeah. I'm a little and, and The D-backs do have a track record of, of spending money on arms uh, that have been good. And yeah, then they come here and the they are not good. The year that they had uh, Yoshi Hirano on the mm. roster was the year I think that they went and spent money on the bullpen. I am not one to recommend trying to fix the bullpen as the 
top priority or spend a lot of money on it because I just don't think that's something that's like easy to fix. Yeah. I think like if you as a whole, if you examine just like teams that struggle, like I feel like the bullpen is always one of those things. And it's just it's it's so hard to try to figure out. So anyway, I think starting pitching should be the main focus. I'm still big. I was a little upset about Lucas Giolito getting taken off the board because I yeah, think he would have yeah. been a great addition to the roster. I'm still big on Marcus Stroman. I think he would fit in well here. I just think I would I would much rather the Diamondbacks address their starting rotation because if you take a look down into their farm system, they don't have the talent to restock their starting rotation in a way that is going to be consistent enough to be competitive. Yeah, like they they've got any. Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I like, mean, you may maybe a, eventually, but yeah, they don't. They don't yeah, really and then, have... I mean, like eventually, but I'm talking like in the next two seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got Ryan, who's two up and two down, who's either spot on or at is home at yeah. first life. Um, Zach Davies needs to be DFA'd, and who's the fifth that I'm forgetting? Uh, Tommy Henry. Yeah, Tommy who's been Henry, good. Which is again, he's but, been good. Like he should be your fifth person, your fifth option. Yeah, and right yeah. now he's number three. Which is I mean, <laughs> I I definitely agree that the rotation right now is not. It's not that of a. World Series winning team. Yeah. Uh, and pitching um, wins championships. So Fott has looked looked good in his last start up until he gave up three straight home runs. Uh, but he's getting another start soon before the deadline. So you'll get a better look at him. But uh, yeah, none of these guys have been super consistent. Tommy Henry, like uh, I like Tommy Henry a lot, but yeah, like I said, he's not he's not number three. Uh, so I definitely do think they need to address the starting lineup. But for me, the closer is by far the most important. This bullpen needs stability more than anything. I think there's there's plenty of talent in the bullpen. In the bullpen, we've seen all of these guys be very, like very, very good bullpen arms for for stretches throughout the year. But I think they need the stability of having a guy that you know when it goes to the ninth inning, that's the guy who's getting the ball. And you can kind of put someone into the setup role so you have just a, a better idea of what's coming every single night as far as the bullpen is concerned. Yeah. I think that would help guys a lot. Um, and to have a guy that is more comfortable in those high leverage situations, I think the team very, very much needs that. Um I, I think they need an, like they, they need more than any one thing. I think if they want a real chance at winning a World Series. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, is that Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen, when they're on, they are the best one-two in baseball. And they haven't really... Uh, obviously, Merrill's been hurt. Zach's been up uh, kind of all over the place. So they haven't been that. But if they can... And then you can get one of these guys to really figure it out in the back end of the season. Like You could have a rotation that could... Maybe put you in a position to succeed. Maybe uh, I don't think that's the that's case a for the bullpen. Maybe. Uh, it's strong. Maybe again, I think they need to address all of it uh, as far as pitching is concerned. But a closer is definitely my top priority right now. Okay, that's fair. I definitely agree. Only time will tell what is going to happen with the Diamondbacks before the trade deadline. I'm yeah. I'm I'm interested to see what happens and if Mike Hazen is on my side philosophy wise or if he's going to do something crazy. We shall see. We shall see. You know what is consistent though. Hmm. How consistently good the snacks and Ooh. Circle K is. Thanks. I love me a good Circle K run. I've always been like a big, this sounds terrible. I don't know how to make this sound better. Okay, stick with me here. Oh, God. Big gas station girl. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, you, you, say, you thought you could act like you well, were going to say something sus or something. When nah. I was growing up, my little brother and I used to ride our bikes down to the gas station, like in our little neighborhood. Like every and I kid love ever. a good gas station ride. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I didn't That's know if that was going to go the wrong way, but like I really liked candy as a kid. <laughs> yeah. No, I was a huge. Well, okay, phrasing is like, I'm a gas station girl could be interpreted oh. many different ways. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When you say yeah. No. Okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. That was point. Hand up. Hand up. Here we go. I love the, the candy uh, and the drinks. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the yeah. best gas station. If I'm going to be a gas station girl, I'm going to be a gas station girl at Circle K. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, don't now you're ma- now you're making it weird. Don't sniff the gas. Don't. Sniff- <laughs> <laughs> um, and Help if me. you if you want to be a gas station girl, head on down to your the, local Circle K right now. If you now. want to just be like a normal person who just gets snacks <laughs> at a really high gas quality gas snacks, go to Circle K. <laughs> go to Circle K. God. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. They have the best coffee, the best beer, the best snack selection, and the best premium gas. And Circle K gas stations just hit different. Take it from me. I would know. I've been to many. <laughs> All right. Um, oh. <laughs> I need to get it together. Did you tell him to text? What? Are you telling him to text? I'm I'm telling him to text. (laughs) Make sure you're not missing out on all of the great stuff Circle K has to offer. Get out your phone right now and text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and to get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. The queen of Polar Pops is in our presence. Miss Lindsay Smith is here. She is a big (laughs) Polar Pop girl. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator. CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find a circle k near you and before we start talking about the coyotes oh um we got to talk about game time because (laughs) hockey season is right around the corner which means you're going to need to buy hockey tickets you're going to need to buy tickets to go to the game true true but you know what comes before hockey season Football season? Football season. Yeah, baby. And if you missed the first part of our show where we talked about the Cardinals, preseason is right around the corner. And our game time game of the week, bless you, the game time game of the week is our preseason game, the Broncos at Cardinals. Um, Obviously, if you know me, you know that I am very interested in going to this (laughs) because of the visiting team. But I digress. You can get tickets to this preseason game for as low as $3. Three. Damn. $3. Damn. You want to go to a preseason game? Go to game time and get a preseason ticket for three bucks. Okay. Can I let you in on a little secret? Yeah. I have yet to attend a football game at State Farm Stadium. Wow. Um, Really? $3? Yeah. Go for $3, fam. Say less. Let's do it. Oh, well, I will say I was there for like the red and black scrimmage or whatever, red and white scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen football there, but maybe you can go to the game and yell at Russell Wilson and tell him to stop being corny. I'll just scream. I'm just gonna scream. Let's ride. <laughs> Anyways, the game Everyone, time is the only thing I'm, say. I'm sure nobody's done that to him. No, <laughs> no, but I'm gonna be like, uh, no, I'm not gonna like not at him. I'm just gonna be like a Pokemon. Like the let's like I'm just gonna say let's ride. That's right. going to ask me a question. Let's ride. Game time is the place eat? for last minute let's ticket ride. deals. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country can for a, a reason. Uh, let's you ride. can get tickets on it for $3. $3. One, two, three. <laughs> Download the game. Isn't that Russ's number? What? Yeah. That's Russ's number. $3 for the number three quarterback. Um, Snag tickets now. Division. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. We got some Coyotes news, Sean. Yeah, we did. I thought you were going to have like a really bad pun again to no, kick this off. I'm kind of pun'd out. I, my creativity is down the drain. Off one pun? You only made one coolie pun. You're drained. You're drained off that. We've got a cool segment coming okay. up. <laughs> I didn't want one. I was just saying. I was surprised that you were you were creatively drained. Uh, Breaking Coyotes news. I didn't think you'd get that low again. Hmm, that's a deep. That's not a deep cut, but that's a. I like that. I yeah, think about it. you had to work for it. I like it. Logan. She is Logan. fucking lost. <laughs> she doesn't know what month it is. She's lost. Um. Anyways. Yesterday, the Coyotes announced that they have officially signed their 2022 third overall pick, Mr. Logan Cooley, 
to a three-year entry-level contract. Yeah, Before yeah. they did it, though, they were dropping some funny hints on Twitter, which I am a fan of because you know me. I love social media, and I love a good little you know chuckle. Um, they tweeted, it's sunny with a chance of 92 today. Don't you love it when it starts cooling down here? Uh- they also tweeted a cactus shape 92, which was 92, Logan's number. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Coyotes were dropping hints, you know, they're like, hey, we got to, ch- you know, Logan might be here. Just letting everyone know so you can get excited now, because I think it's something to get excited about. Like Logan Cooley oh, is a dog. Yeah, it definitely is something to get excited about. This is weird to me because I'm like, <clears throat> why just announce, announce him? Yeah. Like, why are we? What are we? The, I don't understand the, the Coyotes point. account loves to troll. Have they you learned do. nothing? No, no, no. I, and that, that I respect very much. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I'm always going to. I'm always going to get uh, have respect for the trolls. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. This is something super exciting that, yeah, support the trolls. Um, there's something <laughs> to be super excited about, of course. Like, he's he's already, he's the best prospect that this franchise may, has, may have ever seen before. Is that how I want? Okay. Does that make sense? Right. I, I don't know why I turned into Donald Trump all of a sudden with my hand motions. <laughs> right, but, of uh, course. Um, that's a, that's a very Trump. This is the best the, prospect. The best prospect the best ever prospect. had. Ever. All right. All right. Anyways, the comments are going to go crazy. Um, <laughs> of all time. It's an impression is impression. It was exciting, do, uh, though, because he uh, actually he's talks. the best uh, Can you stop prospect it? we've ever had. I'm going to throw my phone I just want to, you know, both sides. I needed, I needed to touch up. up. Anyways. You have gone on too many tangents on this show. You spent three You're minutes done. trying to figure out what month it is. What am I? What am I even talking about? Anyways, when he was on the PHNX Coyotes show, because the PHNX Coyotes did have the one, the only Logan Cooley as a guest, which you should go check out. You can find it on YouTube or on any podcast platform. He was a little bit unsure of what his future held mm-hmm. because, of course, they did their due diligence and asked him, "Hey, uh, what are you thinking timeline-wise about what you're going to do? Yeah. Are you going to come to Arizona?" And he was like, "I don't know." And he talked to my coaches. I need to see how the rest of my college career goes because they talked to him before Minnesota came to play. A- ASU during the collegiate season. So um, he was still a little bit unsure. Um, and he did have an s- extremely successful first season at Minnesota. Obviously, he is a pro at the uh, lacrosse style goal. Oh, yeah, that he pulled off here at Mullet. Yeah, which we all saw. What is it called again? It has uh, a name. Michigan. The Michigan, yeah. yeah. He pulled off the Michigan here at Mullet, which was crazy to watch in person. Yeah. But his stats from his undeniable, collegiate man. season, undeniable. In 39 games played, he had 22 goals, 38 assists. Like, this kid is a monster. Yeah, plus 38. Like, uh, And, I mean, he was on, like, the best line in all of college hockey. Right. Um, which with, always helps. With uh, uh, Snuggerud and why am I blanking on the kid that's from here that plays for the Maple Leafs. Uh, Manny Nice, Manny Nice, yeah. yeah nice. Um, like that line, and I mean, seeing them here was that was an unbelievable experience. I was at that game. Yeah, that, that was awesome. I couldn't believe that they were college kids because I just yeah. I, obviously there's a big difference between collegiate hockey and NHL. Obviously, yeah. That's a but, statement, but when you saw him live, it, like you could test uh, he. There was a different kind of talent. Those like Michigan, or those Minnesota sweaters are hard. Yeah, dude. the Minnesota dude. Yeah, just a burgundy maroon and yellow is just a great combination. Collegiate combination. It's so good. Not as good when you're playing professional football, but otherwise a great combination. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. I, I, he, he's just a, a, an incredibly talented kid, and I, it was, it was, it was so awesome to see that he decided to to sign his contract. Were you surprised by his decision? Um, I mean. Uh, not really. I mean, I mean, like if I'm being honest, you know, I obviously part of the I produce the Coyote Show, so I they, they're talking about it all the time, and, and you know, he 
Craig had talked to him before, and he was obviously very not. He was non-committal. Yeah. He had previously said that he was going back to Minnesota, but he had uh, in conversation they had since that he, he left the door very much open. So I, I mean, I always thought the possibility was there. Yeah. Um. But I mean, if you had asked me this four, three, three, four months ago, I would have been shocked. Like in the after, obviously the arena thing happened. He said he was going back. Um. Like it. I didn't think this was going to be on the table. It may. I. I made a lot of sense and then by no means did i think he was out on the organization or anything like that but yeah. you know minnesota is a very good team uh you know college is fun it makes sense to go back but I, no i wasn't really surprised yeah. I, obviously there's a lot of reasons being a pro was pretty awesome i'd have to imagine yeah um so no i'm not surprised that he wants to i am not surprised that a 19 year old kid wants to play nhl yeah, yeah. i'm also <laughs> not surprised by him wanting to play in the nhl he did talk to the media yesterday and he kind of explained his decision making process and here's what he had to say you know, any hockey player, it's their it's their goal to play in the NHL, and obviously that was my dream. Um, you know, I want to play at the highest level I can. I want to be pushed every day. I want to play with the best. And um, honestly, I'm just super excited uh, the future of the Arizona Coyotes and the direction they're going in. Um, you know, obviously that you saw the moves they made at the deadline. Um, you know, their coaching staff, the ownership group. Um, you know, so happy to be a part of it, and you know, I can't wait to get going. Overall, very positive sentiments yeah. from the Logan Cooley. The Logan Cooley, I say, as the if he's. Um, but you love to hear the positive sentiments. Yeah. Uh, as far as if it's the right decision for him to go now, I don't. I mean, obviously, he wouldn't be going if he didn't think he had a good yeah. shot at making the NHL roster because obviously he's not the same caliber as an AHL player. So I think he wouldn't have made that decision if he didn't have a pretty good idea faith in like confidence in his own talent yeah um that but he could make the nhl roster to but be to clear like uh, we talked to lee about it he was very humble like he didn't know yeah. i know oh, he yeah, thinks yeah. he is like uh he is guaranteed he's right. very much like a, if i get the opportunity to make the nhl roster yeah. which is also a very awesome thing to see from like the best player in all of college hockey yes absolutely so he wasn't like oh i'm definitely making the nhl mm -hmm. he was like i feel like he had a at least a reasonable amount of humble confidence that he could make an nhl yeah. roster otherwise i don't think you make the decision to leave a collegiate program that is very successful um and one that you're very good at um but i also feel like you know 19 year old kids making an nhl roster doesn't happen all the time like it is very no. rare yeah. um i think the last time it happened was clayton keller yeah. and clayton keller and logan cooley happen to have the same agent which is Agents. a little bit of a clinky dink the brothers yeah. um agents yep. so i think probably um you know logan even said it when he talked to the, the media yesterday that he was talking to clayton keller um yeah, you know his family bunch, helped yeah. him make the decision um he was talking to clayton his agents kind of were talking to him i feel you know obviously i don't know can't confirm or deny that probably that played a role in his decision making clayton oh, was probably yeah. like come on logan um yeah <laughs> come on i mean over. When, the, when the if if the star of the team who is there every day feels good about the organization of the franchise and feels that you can contribute to that in a positive way yeah like that has to feel really good and, and like you said he'd been in the same situation going from college straight to the pros so like yeah um, Clayton, Clayton did NHL. it. Logan can do it. Yeah. So, like, I, I mean, I, I think that is probably it. Probably helped him a lot to, to to a like I said, have a guy that's been in that situation that has a lot of confidence in him, and and obviously, like you said, they have the same agents. Like having yeah. them kind of be able to facilitate those conversations, stuff like that. Um, I I can't imagine how valuable that was in, in helping sure. him get here. I I, I it, can't say one way or the other, but uh, you know, 
It, yeah. it is certainly a question of whether or not he is here if Clayton Keller is, is not all in. Yeah, absolutely. Connor Smith in the comments asking when Cooley suits up, who would be a good mentor for him if he makes the roster? Clayton Keller. Yeah, I mean, they have same the same, same agent, same experience. And they I also mean, have the same vibe. Like, I don't know if yeah, you're Yeah, it's a very quiet yeah. humbleness to yes. them for sure. And I mean, they are going to be the... As far as like... I don't want to say that there's two best players on the team, even though that might also be true. But like in terms yeah. of just like a wow factor and like being a like game breaker style players, like those are the two. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot. There's, there's certainly a lot of similarities between them. Clayton's so. been in the NHL long enough too to be a mentor for. Corey, yeah. Which yeah. Is cool. I think at this point, Clayton is one of the leaders on the team. Yeah. Um, for sure. I, so I mean, he certainly is. So I, I, <laughs> I, did you look at me for saying I think? Yeah. Yeah. I think you, we might see a, a letter. On his chest at some point. I think he deserves to Hopefully. wear a letter on his chest at the very yeah. least. Um, I think there's some contenders though. I think Krauser is yeah. in the mix. Um, Fisher? Oh, wait. Oh, sad. Why did you have to bring that up? Anyways, I want to end on this it? just because it's a happy note and then we will wrap it up. I don't know if I'm Delulu. Actually, I do know. I am Delulu confirmed. I kind of read into someone in the comments. Uh, I think it was Chris. Yeah, I was more surprised by Josh than Logan. So Josh yeah. Donor was obviously drafted by the Coyotes, and then um, after two seasons with ASU, decided to go and fulfill his NHL contract with the Coyotes. Um, I was also a little bit surprised by that, but I am DeLulu, and I live in a fantasy land, and I read into this as, like, Josh going, or like, now, Logan going now as a positive sign because, you know, we've been dealing with the stupid narrative of the Coyotes suck, they don't have an arena, nobody wants to play for them. And to see like these two really talented prospects be like, I want to play for them. Actually, I'm going to go now and play for them right now. I read into that as like a very positive and a happy thing. So I don't know if that's just me. And I don't know if you read it into the same way, but I take that as they're not listening to yeah. the outside noise. They don't care that the Coyotes don't have a permanent arena right now. And they're excited to be a part of this organization. Obviously Logan said it when he met in the media in that, in that clip. Um, but I read into it as a happy thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the clip was—you don't even have to read into it. He said he liked the, the direction of the organization, and I mean, I think Josh is a, a slightly different. It's obviously a pretty unique situation. The fact that he his dad was in the organization when he made this move. Yeah. Um and, and to be fair, Shane Doan was on the Coyotes podcast, and he said he, he this this was a Josh's decision, and he wasn't yeah. something they really even talked about. So, um, but and, and I mean, Donor obviously got to play in mullet. He was around the organization a lot more, so he had a better idea of what. The, the the true state of the organization was and i mean transitioning from playing in mullet to to i guess tcc is is he probably <laughs> probably a downgrade anyways so like um <laughs> yeah i mean i i think it definitely like these you see that with these guys you see it with clayton keller stuff like that like i think there's a lot of people who are just the people who matter the players yeah uh are in, or feel good about the direction of the organization because at the end of the day they don't like the end of the day they're trying to win a Stanley Cup right and so if they feel like the roster is moving in that direction towards putting them in a better chance of winning a Stanley Cup I don't think they really care like if they I think they would rather win a Stanley Cup at mullet than go <laughs> 0 and 82 at the nicest arena in, in hockey facts <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. I'm super excited about the future of the Coyotes and the fact that we have all these young, talented guys to look forward to watching Same. for many years to come because the Coyotes are not leaving Arizona. Um, you know what I'm going to do after I go get a Chris Hazy IPA? I'm going to Burrito Express. Uh, big shout out to Burrito right Express for bringing in uh, burritos to the office this week. I had two. <laughs> I had two as well. I think I might be on a new. Oh, I think I might be on a new burrito. Oh, which one? Keeping it simple. The, uh, shout out Jacob because he's been on this wave. 
the bean, bean and cheese, cheese man Aww. i rock with it Steak refried beans go crazy nope Steak dude refried beans go insane they're like, they're, <laughs> you know oh. you know you know it would go nuts hmm. put the refried beans in the breakfast supreme Ooh, i think that, that would go, go crazy Ooh. i'm really lucky i got we my need two our own favorite. burritos Ooh, that would be cool i've been saying i've been talking to angel on the golf course whenever <laughs> we golf you should bet him on the golf course i, I will let's do that. i'm really excited because i got to have my two favorite burritos this week i got my first choice which is steak and potato first and then i got a breakfast supreme the next day and i had four green salsas each so eight green salsas are in my tummy right now and i'm really happy about it you if gotta, you want to partake your di digestion partake in the burrito happiness head on to any of burrito express's multiple locations throughout the, the valley you can grab a burrito and follow burrito express on twitter at burrito exp sean depaz <sighs> michaela perkins shane diefenbach help Help. Come watch us on bets in two seconds. Yeah, yes. the bets show is going live, so everyone go watch AFC it. AFC East preview. So I am talking about the Buffalo Bills in a the right context. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of TPSP. Chris, Daniel, Connor, Jose, Classy Nasty, Ryan, Connor, both Connors, my mom sometimes, even though she started a fight. Um, <laughs> all you guys are the absolute best. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next Friday at 1230. Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye.